away. Huberto walks in, makes a move, and he scores! Jonathan Huberto! And he scores! Alexander Markov! What a move! He's giving the Panthers the lead once again! Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Here are your hosts, Jameson Olive and Doug Plagans. Hey everybody, welcome into Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers, brought to you as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Doug Plagans, Jamison Olive here with you today. We welcome you in for another installment of Territory Talk. Jamison, great to be sitting right here across from you in the same room to do Territory Talk once again. It's great to have you back, and it's just great to have you you leading off and hosting again, because i got to say, I, I, that, that's tough. It's tough to, to knock that out with so much passion. I, I, I had a couple takes, a couple bloopers for the week, so I had to do that. I think everything sounded great. <laughs> well, that's because you got the finished version. You got the polished version. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't hear all the the tears and the tears and the frustration but no it's great to there have you tears? back there you were tears you were crying on, i was crying there's no crying in territory talk <laughs> no but seriously great to have you back i hope you look refreshed from your your, your vacation your trip home uh, and you look locked in and ready to go for for 100 straight episodes here ready to roll here how many episodes is this we're at the point now where we would have to go back and do it one thir- 132 maybe as the official so territory talks archivist yeah, i think it's a i think it's 132 and there are listeners out there that have heard all 132, which is impressive. We've got a big show coming your way today. We thank you very much for being on board with us. And, well, our featured guest coming up here in just a few moments, we've got Tara Black, the Chief Operating Officer, Alternate Governor from the Charlotte Checkers of the American Hockey League, the Panthers' new affiliate in the American Hockey League, recently announced. So the Panthers and the Checkers will be entering into a partnership. Jameson, this is something that's been a, a big announcement here obviously something we're all excited about and we've sensed that excitement coming from everywhere throughout the hockey world panthers and the checkers entering into this affiliation yeah 100 percent. and before we move forward just a big thanks to you know the, the springfield thunderbirds uh the four-year affiliation with the panthers yeah, met some great people uh, met some great people i had a chance to go up there for the hl all-star game when i was up there you know they got a great staff it was really nice to work with those people and connect with those people because people uh forget between the ahl and nhl obviously the players have a connection it's a pipeline but for us personally i mean we interact with our counterparts uh in the ahl all the time and we we, we work together on projects we talk often we check in so uh, big thanks to Springfield and, and their entire staff for, you know, making life easy on us here uh, during our time together. But, you know, uh, as we say goodbye to Springfield, we welcome Charlotte. And uh, I think this is an amazing move for the Panthers, just given the fact that, uh, you know, when I think about AHL hockey, when I think about AHL hockey teams, uh, I don't get very far down the list before I hit the Charlotte Checkers. Uh, I, I think they're an incredibly established brand now, especially coming off the Calder Cup championship in 2019. Uh, they obviously have a great organization. They obviously have a great fan base. It's obviously a great region. I mean, you're going to hear it time and time again because it's it's getting out there now and it's a really cool fact. It's the southernmost AHL franchise and we're the southernmost NHL franchise. And of course, no matter where you are, we're taking a plane flight to get to where our AHL affiliate, but it's a little bit shorter. It's a little bit nicer. And when you think about how that might help too, just in terms of hockey sense, uh, I think, you know, you get more scouts there easily. You get more eyeballs on those guys. Uh, if you have to call up guys, it's probably an easier flight, obviously less flight time, but at the same time, uh, just in general, probably more flights out of Charlotte down here to Fort Lauderdale. So there's a lot of little things and little logistical things that make this, you know, a, a big bonus here for
year for the Panthers, but just in general, looking back at everything, taking a step back, looking at the total picture, uh, it's a great organization, and this is going to be a great affiliation for the Panthers and the Checkers. And a great market, one of those markets you might not realize it, but a, a really nice history of pro hockey in Charlotte going back, you know, even predating their time in the, in the American Hockey League. So, uh, so this is going to be an exciting partnership and something we're really looking forward to. And again, folks, want to put it on your radar. We're going to start digging into NHL draft preparation, Jameson, coming up it's in the that next time few episodes. Of year, it's, even though it's not the normal time of year. But it's coming up. Yes. So we are going to start previewing it uh, here on Territory Talk. So in the uh, coming weeks, you've got that to look forward to. Territory Talk once again, presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. And well, we talked a little bit about our featured conversation. Let's get right to it. This is Tara Black, the chief operating officer from the Panthers' new American Hockey League affiliate, Charlotte Checkers. Well, Tara, I want to say thanks for stopping by here today. Thanks for joining us. And the first thing that I wanted to ask you, what's been the excitement level that you've experienced maybe within your market, also internally with uh, with your people there at the, at the Checkers since the announcement of this affiliation with the Panthers? Yeah, it's, uh, it's been really nice. I think um, in this world of COVID that we all are um, trying to muddle through, having some good news to announce um, sort of uplifted our entire crew. Um, obviously, our market was was excited to, to be able to make an announcement that has, um, you know, the future uh, to talk about. So, yeah, it's been great. We're, we're really excited. We've been working with your PR team and, and going through video and whatnot to kind of um, start start pumping the tires for next season and uh yeah we're ready and you've only ever known the affiliation with the uh the, the carolina Hurricanes since the checkers came into the ahl uh what was this just like for you just this process of, of going through uh connecting with a new team after so much time with one organization um you know it's 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 good we've been you know we were with carolina for for a decade and um i think during that time, we've we've really sort of um, fine-tuned exactly what it means to be a great affiliation, uh, uh, American Hockey League affiliate to our NHL partner. Um, we, you know, we've established Charlotte as an AHL market, and I think what, what's been really interesting is watching the fans sort of evolve and and really come to appreciate the high level of, of talent that comes through here. Um, obviously, with winning the the 2019 Calder Cup, um, it, we we kind of reached the holy grail, which for a Southern city is something that we're really proud of um yeah so we've we're we're ready i mean i i would say being in the american league in in charlotte um as the affiliate of the carolina hurricanes did nothing more than just really grow the game in the south and we look forward to continuing to do that with our relationship with florida panthers with you guys being the southernmost um nhl team and us the southernmost ahl team i think there's a lot of room for uh continuing to grow this great game of ours and touching on that we have a lot of super fans that the team could be on the moon and they'd still hop a flight hop a spaceship to go watch the minor league team play a couple times a year but uh with the ahl team being so close now i know we're gonna have a lot of fans that once you know obviously like you said once we get through these covid times and fans are allowed back at the arena a lot of fans are going to make that flight and go see some games in charlotte what is the experience like what can they expect at a checkers game well, I will say that's the one thing that we've really focused on fine-tuning the most is the entertainment experience. Um, and because we're in a major league city, obviously we've got the NBA, the NFL, NASCAR, college football, college 
basketball. I mean, you run the gamut of, of um, entertainment experiences here. So we've spent um, the, the better part of our time in the American League and, and just making it an entertaining experience. Um, we're in a, a building that was built in 1956, but completely remodeled in um, when we moved back to the Bojangles Coliseum. So we put $20 million in five years ago. Um, so you have you have the feel of an old barn, but with all the modern amenities of a new one. And, um, you know, our fans and, and people who come into our building and a lot of our opponents often, you know, basically say it's just it's there's no better place to watch a watch a game. So um, your fans can expect that they can expect to be treated, obviously, with Southern hospitality. Um, we we just pride ourselves in that whole entertainment experience since we obviously can't control what's happening on the ice. We want people to be entertained from the moment they walk in to the moment they walk out. So it's a, it's a really fun place to be. And Tara, I wanted to ask you about that evolution. You touched on a little bit of Charlotte as a hockey city, and you've been right there in the middle of it, you know, front and center since this team was in the ECHL, moving into the American Hockey League. And, you know, you've talked about what a great sports city it is, and you've talked about what a hockey city it's it's become what's the biggest thing that you've noticed maybe is the uh, evolution of the checkers you know over the years has taken place you know it's interesting you know the hockey fans have always sort of been here they are and and they're a um as you know i mean they're a loyal wonderful group of people that you know rain or shine or if we're playing on the moon they're going to be in the building but what, what's been really interesting to watch is the evolution of the fan as it pertains to the development of the player and being in the American League, obviously, we've seen so many players go from Charlotte to, to Raleigh and, and, and have success at the National Hockey League level. That um, I think that's what strengthens the affiliation between the two organizations, right? As you're telling the story of a, of a young man that comes to Charlotte, you know, sort of green and, and fine-tuned his hockey skills, but also becomes a really great guy off the ice. And, and um, so I think there's a real, um, there's been a real shift kind of watching the development of the player. And, you know, seeing where they go and following them throughout their career in the NHL. Obviously, um, because we did win the Calder Cup, you know, putting Charlotte on the map in terms of the credibility of our ability to develop and the atmosphere that the, the Coliseum brings to just the experience for these young guys coming in here. Um, we want to make it a place that they, they love playing and, and that our affiliate feels like we are doing everything in our power to enhance the development process. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been really interesting to see how it's evolved over the years, and and nothing but great uh, great things to say about our fan base here. And you talked about players really enjoying their time playing there. I can I can speak from experience. When I worked in the American Hockey League, we used to we used to go there uh, you know once or twice a season, and and we'd play against the Checkers. And I remember being at morning skates, and I would get the vibe when you would see the the Checkers players and personnel walking by. There was just uh, an excitement. It just felt like a, a fun place to be. And I can speak from experience as well, although the players on our team, Charlotte was always one of their favorite road cities to visit because, you know, if you go in the in the dead of winter, uh, we were coming from Cleveland and a lot of times the weather was much nicer uh, <laughs> down there in Charlotte. So it kind of gave you that, you know, that little bit of sunshine or something like that. But but is that something that you've noticed and something that, that you guys take a lot of pride in knowing that your players, your hockey staff really enjoy it there and so do the teams that come in? 
Oh, absolutely. And, and it's not, it's by design. I mean, we, we really try to create that type of atmosphere and, you know, you, you talk about going into the minors and, and people have sort of a perce- perception of what that means. And we, we kind of try to be counterintuitive to that and, and, and just provide the absolute best experience that we possibly can with the resources that we have. And we work with the city of Charlotte. Our building is a, is a city building and, and they've been incredible partners in our ability to enhance the experience and make sure that, you know, even though the building was built in 1956 that our ice is some of the best in the league and you know we as you guys know I mean it's a struggle when it's you know 90 degrees in May and and trying to um trying to keep your ice frozen that it's it's important that you have a good building relationship and our players you know we really try very very hard um I mean our community service is second to none and and they are out there as much as we we can put them out there without uh, invading too much on their private time but the relationship with the, with the community is fantastic and, um, and, um, and our community gives back to them just as much as they give to it. So, yeah, I think I, I'm really proud to hear that that's coming from the other side, that players are enjoying being here. I know you've guys got Alexi Sarala, who is a member of our, um, of our 2019 Calder cup championship team and, and, uh, what a great guy. And, and we look forward to seeing him one way or another, um, uh, kind of here in the few next, hopefully a few months, maybe <laughs> <laughs> we're all, we all got our fingers crossed here. Um, Tara, kind of building off that is, is I'm really curious is obviously a, a big part uh, of a minor league hockey team is you guys already have your own identity, but at the same time, you adopt the identity of the team you're partnered with, your NHL affiliate. And when you're with the Hurricanes, you have a very similar identity to begin with. You're, you're in the same region, things like that. But with the Panthers, it, South Florida is so different from Charlotte. Are you excited to kind of adopt some things from South Florida and bring them into the checkers? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it just opens up a whole new um, area of creativity for us. I think on our press conference, we talked about, you know, uh, creating a jersey that's representative of both of our personalities. And um, again, I think there's something very unique about both of our teams being um, the southernmost of each of our leagues. And I think there's just a a really great opportunity to um, have some really creative ties. And and hopefully once, once plane travel becomes appropriate, we can have our fans head down to your games and vice versa and create some packages that way. And um, we are we are not short on creativity, and I assume that you guys are the same way, and that's what I've heard. So hopefully we can come up with some really good plans for our fan bases so that we are visiting our cities frequently. I mean, it's not a bad place to, to have an affiliate in, in Florida, right? Uh, and I know Doug and I are excited to go up the opposite direction. I've already been looking at flights on Southwest. I, I'm excited to go at some point, so I'm looking forward to it. But um, looking at, uh, you know, what's happened, obviously this is this this announcement still very fresh. What's, you know, what are the next steps there? What's already been going on in ter- as you make this transition over there in Charlotte it just you know as far as getting everything in line in the building and whatnot um so it's interesting we've been we've been actually working on a lot of things this has kind of been a, a slow process you know getting up to the announcement but um our creative team is is um been working behind the scenes to kind of uh create a personality around our new NHL affiliates so I think we'll be working with your team and and you know figuring out ways to to co-brand um our building is um red and black obviously and that's been our um our color choice since the very beginning and, and Michael Kahn, our owner, um, he is an in- incredibly huge fan of the Georgia Bulldogs. So that's where his, his passion for red and black comes from. So we're, um, we'll be keeping those colors, but, uh, but thankfully Florida has red in their logo. So I think there's some creative opportunities there. Obviously the Carolina Panthers are here and the Florida Panthers are there. So maybe we collaborate with the NFL team and the three of us all work together on something. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. I just feel like the sky's the limit and your staff has been absolutely incredible so far in, in terms of, you know, just responding with really great video and seems like you guys have a lot, a uh, lot for us to access. And, um, one thing we really pride ourselves on is the creative process so we look forward to that i know we're very excited to just get things going again and uh and just to to get things going uh you know on the ice with with our partnership i know we're really excited about it and tara just wanted to you know we whenever we have a guest on the show we like to give our listeners a chance to to get to know you a little bit and you've been with the checkers for for a long time if you if you could give us kind of the the summary version how you how you came to uh get into your role and and just kind of what's been the the uh, career journey for you where how'd you get started where you are and uh, and uh, how how long have you been there with the checkers um well i've been in hockey my entire career so um i started in when i was you know 23 as an athletic trainer and in, in a team in sacramento and and then um started my career in sort of professional ice hockey with the san diego Gulls when they were in the west coast hockey league and we moved them from the west coast hockey league to the echl and the and then they're obviously now an american league team so I was there for six years and um, and was recruited to, San, uh, to Charlotte by um, my predecessor here, who also used to be in San Diego. And um, it was a time in my life where we wanted to kind of expand our family, and I wanted to take a secondary role. So we moved we moved here um, uh, when Michael Kahn bought the team. And um, if you guys, I'm sure you've done your due diligence on him too. And He's got an incredibly loyal group of employees, um, both in, in both of his businesses, because he is an incredible person to work for. And as you guys know, you know, a lot of times you're in, in one team, you know, for four or five years and then you move along and, and there's just absolutely no reason to ever consider being anywhere else. He's such a incredible guy to work for. And um, anyway, in 2008, Jeff Longo moved to the New Jersey Devils for the uh, vice president of marketing job, and I took over running the team, um, running the team then, and, and haven't looked back. So, during that time, we uh, we bought an American Hockey League franchise and moved that down from Albany to Charlotte. Um, and then shortly thereafter, we made the, the big decision to move out of the NBA building that we were a uh, tenant in because it just wasn't sustainable. We had, we got the worst dates. Um, it was a 13,000 seat arena that obviously, um, when you have games on Wednesdays and Thursdays, the worst games that we could, or worst dates that we could possibly get just wasn't sustainable. So made the decision to renovate Bojangles Coliseum, uh, five years ago with, with about $20 million and, uh, and moved back there. So we did that in 90 days. And, um, and then it's been the best decision we could have made, obviously, because we're the anchor tenant. And, uh, in that time we were able to, uh, bring home a call the cup championship. So for the better part of the last 15 years, that, that sort of wraps up where I've been and, uh, super happy to be here. So fun. I don't think this is a, a job that you could ever call work. I mean, I think you guys probably feel the same that I feel mm-hmm. very lucky to be in this industry and we're, uh, we're privileged to be able to have a job that is, um, is just so incredibly fun. And Tara, I know there are, there are a that's lot of, oh, there, are, <laughs> and, and that's, there are a lot of people out there who, who always are interested in, you know, how, how everybody in the industry kind of got into their roles. And, and I'm somebody, I worked in the ECHL as well. And you were involved with the checkers when they were in the ECHL moved into the American hockey league. And you saw the different ends of the business there. What was the, maybe the biggest thing that uh, you learned from the time the ECHL chapter of the checkers that helped you grow, uh, you know, into your role as you've gone into the American hockey league chapter of the checkers history. Well, you know, it's interesting if you've been there too, I think it's, it's been crucial. I mean, just like players on the ice, obviously as executives and, and business people in, in the industry, you, you need a place to learn and to grow. And, 
you know, every stage of my career has been an opportunity for exponential growth. And the ECHL is a great league. And, and so many of us, you know, when you're in a position in the ECHL, you're wearing about six or seven or 10 yep. hats. And oftentimes you get, you hop in the mascot costume or you, <laughs> you, been know, there. you rivet a pair of skates or, you know, you do so many things that while at the time you just, you're just trying to, everyone's pulling on the same side of the rope, but it, it, you know, later in your career, you're really drawn those experiences and, and just kind of build what what is hopefully your legacy in the industry. So um, I love my time in the ECHL. It was fantastic. I love my time in the West Coast Hockey League. I love my time. I was an equipment manager for a period of time in, in Roller Hockey International, which um, who knew that that would become so valuable to my career now and building, you know, multi-million dollar budgets for those types of things. So um, ECHL was fantastic. The American League, obviously, is a fen- phenomenal league that's been around for so long and um, it's obviously grown exponentially in its relationship with the NHL and 19 of our teams now are, are owned by their NHL parent club. So um, huge influence from, from the NHL and obviously the independent t- teams, which we are one of um, have these great relationship opportunities with teams like the Florida Panthers and um, all of the years previously have kind of led us to where we are now and just learning every day. And uh, Tara, this is the last one for me. I'm just so interested. Uh, obviously, your, your entire story is so interesting, but to go from being an athletic trainer to where you are now in a front office role, like you said, managing huge budgets and things like that. Uh, do you ever get to use the athletic training side anymore? Or, or maybe when a player gets hurt, is there a part of you that's itching to maybe hop down to the locker room and lend a hand? Uh, I'm just, uh, that's just amazing to me. Yeah, no, it actually comes up all the time. I'm so grateful for that. I mean, my degrees in kinesiology and, and athletic training was, is a huge emphasis in my life. So um, I actually use it all the time. I um, Not necessarily with, I don't go treat players by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination, but it really helps in our conversation with our doctors. I've had countless things come up with office staff where medical medical care is, you know, needed immediately where I can hop into action. So it's, it's remarkable how many times it's popped up. Um, and same with the equipment manager side of things like that, you know, I've, Johnny White's our equipment manager here. And, and, you know, there's been a couple of times where we've, I've had to hop on the sewing machine. And when we had a specialty Jersey night and our, our refs were supposed to be wearing pink and black jerseys, but they didn't have the orange bands on it. It's, you know, just hop in there and use his sewing machine to sew them on. So, wow. <laughs> you know, all kinds of, um, really great stories with that. But yeah, I, I really do use every single piece of the experience I've had in all areas of my career today. Like nothing is kind of on the shelf. Well, Tara, thank you very much for for stopping by here today and, and taking so yeah. much time out for us. And it's been great to hear your story. Been great to get a, a great to get a feel for for uh, the excitement level up there with the affiliation announcement. Uh, and again, we we look forward yeah. to working in the future here. Yeah, I hope we, I hope we get to see you guys soon. I hope this uh, this this pandemic you know calms down and cools its jets, and we can all get back to regular business because we're we're very excited to get rolling and and see you guys up here. And so I think one of the what things we hope to do is just get our staff all together and and kind of put a plan in place. But I really appreciate you having me on. It's been a, a pleasure speaking with you both, and I uh, hope you have a great rest of your week. You too. Thank you so much, Tara. Thank you, Tara.
Big thanks to Tara Black, the COO, alternate governor from the Charlotte Checkers, the Panthers' new American Hockey League affiliate. So big thanks to her for stopping by. Very interesting background. Somebody who has really seen Charlotte grow as a hockey market over the years. So great perspective there. And and again, we talked about it right at the top. You sense the excitement here with this announcement and this, uh, this news that's come up here in the last couple of weeks. I just felt lazier and lazier and less impressive the more we talked to Tara there. That is just incredible background and incredible resume. Uh, all the things she's done, all the things she can do. Um, and we talk about obviously bringing on, you know, the organization and obviously there's going to be players and the connection and just the fans and things like that. But also, let's not forget, uh, a person like Tara technically is now a part of the Florida Panthers family. We're working together here. Yep. And, to, and to have people like that with her kind of uh, background and her knowledge and her skills a part of the organization, it's only going to make uh, everything better. Because let's not forget, all, all of us together, all of this stuff is just a a bunch of little bricks that build out, you know, this incredible building here. So uh, really impressive chat with her. Really excited, you know, after talking to her, just hearing about all the great things in Charlotte, uh, obviously past and present, and of course the future. And uh, I know a lot of our fans, like we mentioned, they're going to be really excited to take some trips up there. I'm excited for my first trip up there, whenever that may be. Fingers crossed, hopefully sooner rather than later with Doug. You mentioned there before, obviously, your time in the AHL and, of course, the ECHL. Charlotte was a great you've trip. You've been to Charlotte. So yep. tell any good Charlotte stories. Well, when we, when I was in the American Hockey League, and uh, for those of you new to the program or who just uh, aren't, uh, aren't aware... 2011 to 2015, I was uh, I was in the American Hockey League. You have to be a really big Doug enthusiast yes, to know where to you know those exact time. dates. So, <laughs> I was with the at that time the Lake Erie Monsters of the American Hockey League. They're now the Cleveland Monsters, uh, a little rebrand. But um, that was that was where I was in the American Hockey League, and so my first trip in the American Hockey League was to Charlotte. Actually, I I. I went to Cleveland late in the off season in 2011. Who went the other way? What was the what was the the trade there? <laughs> there I, it was uh, future considerations. <laughs> the uh, no the uh, so that was that was my first road trip in the American Hockey League was the preseason in uh, in 11 12. So I was hired late in the off season and I was maybe in Cleveland for a little over a week, maybe maybe two weeks, and then it was on the road for the preseason. And we went to Charlotte, and the Monsters and Checkers played two preseason games at the Checkers practice rink. Uh, so that was a cool experience. That was my first trip in the American Hockey League was going down to, to Charlotte. And uh, and my folks actually live in uh, you know about 45 minutes outside of Charlotte, so I always looked forward to the trips to, to Charlotte as well for, for that reason. Um, um, uh, another milestone, I guess, in Charlotte, I always look forward to the trips because you were always going to get nice weather in Charlotte, uh, especially in comparison to what we were probably experiencing weather-wise in Cleveland, up there on the North Coast, if you will. But I called my 500th pro hockey game. Which I'm sure all, all of our listeners remember. In yeah. Charlotte. Yes, it was a big milestone. A five, my 500th pro game <laughs> was in Charlotte. And, uh, and after the game, it was an afternoon game on a Sunday. And we were flying out that evening. So there was, you know, we, we had, and we were flying commercial. It was the American Hockey League. We were flying commercial back to Cleveland. And we got to the airport and there was a delay. So what do you do when there's a delay? You go and sit down and have something to eat at an airport restaurant. We went to a Mexican restaurant in the airport 
and it was I remember sitting at a table with uh, with our, our two coaches, great people. Our head coach was Dean Shanouth, who's uh, an assistant coach with the Carolina Hurricanes now, and uh, and our assistant coach was Randy Latticer. Great people, two of the greatest people I've known in the sport. We were sitting there having dinner, and uh, and then and and the players, everybody knew that it was that I had called my 500th game. Apparently, word had gotten around, so uh, a Tom Collins shows up at the table. I think actually two Tom Collins. The drink, not the person. Yes, no, not an individual named Tom <laughs> Collins. The cocktail uh, Tom Collins showed up at the table. It was refreshing. Um, and they were courtesy of uh, of Calvin Pickard and Bruno Gervais, who were a couple <laughs> of our, our players. And uh, and I'll remember that forever. They're just, and speaking of great people, those two guys, Calvin Pickard and Bruno Gervais, are two of the nicest people that I've ever met, worked with in the sport. And just some of the some of the bonds that you you develop when uh, when you're 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 traveling traveling on the road and you're on the bus and you know you're really one of the only you're the only staff member that's that's on the bus you know with the team all year uh, you know stuff like that can can happen but uh, I, I will always remember that about my my 500th game was during the delay at the airport afterward in Charlotte um, they they sent over uh, a couple of cocktails to uh, honor the occasion so if you're at uh, if you go to a game in Charlotte and you go to you know check out the Panthers new HL affiliate head to the airport find a Mexican restaurant and there could be a photo of Doug Plagans on the wall I, I don't think drinking I don't think a Tom a, Collins I don't think there's a there there might be be a photo with i think i went to jamba juice afterward there (laughs) might be more likely to be the photo on the wall to jamba juice (laughs) oh that that, that, yes i believe that 100 but doug um you know speaking of charlotte speaking of the ahl uh the goal now is to stock the ahl and obviously we already have a lot of prospects in place but the next batch of prospects is coming up here soon nhl draft coming up out of the blue here uh in october as it never is like i said it's that time of the year but not the right time of the year uh the nhl draft coming up here october 6th through 7th of course round one on october 6th rounds two through seven on october 7th and then suddenly no time to breathe nhl free agency october 9th so that's going to be a wild wild week there for the Florida Panthers. Who knows what things will look like afterwards uh, around the entire NHL. Uh, you expect a lot of moving pieces uh, for every single team uh, during that week. So it's going to be a crazy time, an exciting time. Before we you know get through any of that, it does start with the draft. With that round one, the Panthers have the 12th overall selection uh, in this year's draft. So uh, next week's episode, just to tease it a bit, we're going to have Chris Peters, uh, prospect writer for ESPN. He's going to be on the show talking about uh, you know the Panthers' potential draft strategy here at number 12 because let's face it, this is going to be one of the most interesting drafts of all time simply for the fact obviously that it's in October that it's during this this difficult time with the pandemic but because of everything that's happened uh Players have never been scouted less heading into a draft than they are now in, in recent memory. So that, there's a chance there for some some gems, some potential busts, things like that. Uh, and it's going to be really really interesting to see guys that maybe we think will go early, will fall late, and vice versa. So uh, a lot of question marks heading into the draft, but Chris Peters is going to be on here and try and uh, help us make some sense of everything. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to hear his perspective because he obviously studies up on this uh, you know, 365 days a year. But what you hear around hockey from a lot of different people, it sounds like the bulk of the work, all the basics, you know what a lot of the guys are all about. You know the summary version, if you will. But how many times, Jameson, have we seen somebody's draft stock receive a real bump because of a performance in the Memorial Cup or, or the combine? Like there was no combine. Correct. It, we we didn't have those kind of things uh, this time around. So everything is going to be based on the regular season that we can. Just I had. draft a guy if I don't know how many pull ups he can do. I don't know. I don't know if I trust it. I don't know if I trust it then. 
well, yeah, we're not going to have any of that information. We're not going to have any of that info, which is always the best info going to every draft. There's always that one guy that couldn't do a pull-up that everyone says, well, we can't draft him now, and then he goes on and scores, you know, 50 goals a season. There's always that guy. So uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be interesting. And, of course, uh, we're really happy that Chris Peters is going to be coming on with us to uh, sort through everything. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to have him on. Uh, return visitor to return the show. Visitor. Yes. Friend of the program status will be achieved. We had him on uh, pre-last year's draft, so this is now an annual thing, his annual visit to the show. He was in the first 100 episodes. Yes, making so a return appearance. Making his return appearance here on Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Panthers presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. That is going to do it for uh, Jameson. Your shoes are your shoes are very red. Orange. It's panther red. Reddish orange. It's a panther red. I'm, yeah. I'm over the age of 30, so of course they are New Balances. I was starting the sign off, They're very but comfortable. I, it, it caught my eye. It's because we haven't been the in person. Vivid so, colors of your shoes. We haven't been in person so long, so you really got to appreciate things like this now. Yes, yes. <laughs> Those are nice shoes. Uh, maybe James will you. send you out a picture of them on, uh, on social media at some <laughs> point. We thank you very much for making Territory Talk a part of your listening day. Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Chris Peters stops by next week to talk NHL draft. Big thanks to Tara Black from the Charlotte Checkers for joining us here on today's episode. Thanks very much, Tara. Again, thank you, everybody, for being on board with us. As always, for Jamison Olive, I am Doug Plagans. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. For all your Panthers news and information, follow FLA Panthers on Twitter.